You know, empowering them to own the team or this brand that they're a part of, however you define team, is, is so beneficial in the long run. And I just, I guess I didn't realize that as you're building your brand, you're trying to make it so perfect. It took me a long time to realize, you know, once your agents take ownership, they're gonna do it to the best of their ability as well. And you gotta let them fly. You gotta stand in the background. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Abuchastegui, and I'm interrupting myself to bring you this commercial break from one of our sponsors. There's somebody I've been looking at for a long time, and when they reached out to me, I said, yes, we have to be able to do this deal. So that sponsor is Follow Up Boss. There's a lot of superstars out there that use Follow Up Boss. What's your favorite CRM? We're using Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. So we use Follow Up Boss. I love Follow Up Boss. I love it. We have action plans now for bringing on new agents. We have action plans for our recruiting. Uh, we call them action plans and follow-up boss, which will trigger tasks for the agents to do as far as calling. Follow-up boss, I like more for the integrations with everything, MailChimp, call action, all those different products. I will say we used Sync and we switched from Sync to follow-up boss. Honestly, the greatest CRM I've ever used, I've used Brivity, Sync. I've looked at Boomtown, like Real Geeks, just a bunch of different ones. But me personally, I fell in love with Fub about like seven months ago when I first started using it. I've used Boomtown, I've used LineDesk, I've used Conversion, and I think Follow Boss gives you the most integrations mm -hmm. that are simple, and it gives you the best ability to go and integrate large things into one single solitary platform, yet at the same time, it's still affordable. I do like Follow Up Boss better just because it you can text from the app and things like that. It's just a little more convenient for me. Um, it tracks everything that I need. I can customize it if I want. If I want to go smart list based, that's fine. If I want to go task based, it's fine. I think it's one of the best systems and it's very user friendly. It just really helps me never drop a ball because it's so user friendly. I don't have a one horse in the race with Follow Up Boss. Purely objective. Follow Up Boss has been the best one that we've found. Now I've used Follow Up Boss. We've actually used it in our non-real estate businesses as well because it's so good at being able to set timers, set automatic texting and emailing. So here's what we got. For Real Estate Rockstars listeners, get a 30-day free trial. That's normally 14 days. So in order to get this, you go followupboss.com, just like it sounds, forward slash rockstars. Go there, get your 30-day free trial and check it out especially if you aren't using any systems or any CRMs yet, this will be a great one for you to start with. Thanks again. Now back to our show. Hey, real estate rock stars. This is your host, Stephanie Heiser, filling in for the one and only Aaron Amuchastegui. And today I have the pleasure of introducing Francie Molina from Westchester County, New York. She sold the most units in Westchester County in 2021 and has so many fun tips and tricks for us. Say, Francie, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. 
Yeah, so you're a fan of the show, I heard. I am a fan of the show. I probably listen to every single episode. I love nuggets and tips and tricks and all sorts of um, coaching ideas. Yeah, I when we were talking before we hit record, you said it's basically like having free coaching, which is um, how I took it when I got my license. I had been listening to real estate rock stars for several months. So I felt like I just was ready to rock and roll. And what I love about that also, it's coaching on your own schedule. So it's when I'm exercising, <laughs> driving, instead of having a coach who says, we have to speak every Monday between one and one thirty. Like, this is great. Like, I, I'll go for a walk after this and pop in my earphones and listen to a podcast. It's great. That's awesome. So what's up? Tell us about your market and what's going on today in Westchester. Yeah, so I'm the team leader of a 10 person, the 10 person Francie Molina team in Westchester County, which is the suburbs north of New York City. There's no bridge, so no George Washington Bridge, or it's not Long Island. We don't need the Throgs Neck. It's straight up. And um, we basically sell shelter and lifestyle to uh, folks who either leave New York City or other cities all over the world and, and, and have a employment in New York city or somewhere near nearby. And they need to live here. They don't choose it because it has low taxes because it's the highest taxes I think in the country. And wow. uh, they do choose it because of the, uh, the beauty of the area carved out of the forest and, um, and the proximity to New York city. So for instance, I went to see a show on Broadway last night and, you know, it took me 30, 40 minutes to get in 40 minutes to come home and I'm back to trees and grass. So you have top public schools in Westchester County. They're known, it's known for its public schools. And our market generally is, a, is slightly cyclical, right? Um, we have a spring market and a fall market. Summers, people escape to the beach or the buyers from New York City aren't really focusing on, on uh, purchasing a home um, in July and August because the spring market has just ended and they might wait for the fall market. Sellers also are escaping the heat and going other places. So it's a, we're, our market is just normalizing. We're not having these dramatic conversations that everybody around the country is having about, Oh my God, it's slowing down. So exponentially we sell, we sell shelter. If you work locally, you need a house. Yeah. And we're seeing the same thing in central California as well. It's not, Nothing drastic is happening. I definitely have a lot more inventory and more affordable price points right now, but it's the demand is not going anywhere for now. So what's your average price point? Our average price point this year is about 1.2. And bear in mind, in Westchester, the taxes on a $1.2 million house will range from uh, anywhere from uh, like, oh boy, this is scary, like 23000 per year to uh, 33000 per year. It's, it's a high carry. That is really high taxes. I was just in <laughs> Texas for a few months and oh, yeah. um, learning all about the real estate world over there. It was like, wow, how do people pay all these taxes? And, you know, in California, we hear, of course, and think about all the crazy fees and high taxes and everything we have, but our property taxes are actually pretty low. And the two counties where I work were under 1%. So yeah, it's really, really great. It helps keep our housing at least a little bit more affordable. So you guys... One tip I always tell people, and agents have been doing a lot longer than me are sometimes shocked, but 
Um, there's an inverse relationship between purchase price and taxes, right? The higher the taxes, the lower the purchase price. This is a commodity. So in my in one area that I really in which I really focus, they're about thirty three thousand per million. Um, that's the River Towns in Westchester, and over in Rye count, uh, in, which is in Westchester County, gorgeous, gorgeous suburbs. They're nineteen thousand per million. So the prices in Rye are much higher than the prices in the River Towns. And some agents look at me and they're shocked. But I was a finance major. I love this stuff. It's it's a balance, right? I mean, it's it's really the cost of carry per month that the homeowners really focused on. Yeah, even if they're, if they're fabulously loaded, they 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 do care about carry. <laughs> Yeah. And when you um, hear so much about the high interest rates right now, and like still all that matters is what's coming out every month. And what I keep trying to educate my buyers about is like, you're paying more in rent than your mortgage would be. And yes, you have to pay the cash out of pocket, but then you have equity, like you get that cash back and then a whole lot more, depending on obviously how long you own the house and the market. But real estate is almost like a fail-proof investment. And you have to live somewhere. So what's going to be so fascinating is when now it's actually cheaper to own than rent most places in the country. And when that balance shifts a bit more, then maybe we'll worry about the market a little more. But what I also say to the client, just just to follow up with what you said is, and you have to live somewhere. You currently rent in New York City for 9000 a month. So if you didn't buy this house, you'd still pay someone 9000 or 4000 or 1000 whatever it is. So, you know, you and I could like, we could sell ice to Eskimos. <laughs> totally. So tell me, how do you sell ice to Eskimos? What are some of your... Um, you said you've been analyzing a lot of data and tracking everything with your team and having great success with that. So what have you guys been doing lately to keep everyone accountable and to have such great success? Yeah, so I've only been in the business 12 years and um, I kind of, uh, like everybody, got my license and thought um, there's tons of uh, agents that have been doing it forever and top producers and I'm just going to dip my toe in. But, but um, I guess a couple things. I'm very authentic. I'm very honest. I'm going to be really straightforward. I don't really like um, my my husband and I when, in our real estate transactions. We just really wanted agents who tell it like it is, um, mean what they say, say what they mean, follow up and show up. So that was sort of the agent profile for me. And it, it, luckily it helped. It worked. And um, built the business working with buyers because who's going to hire? I, I raised my kids locally. And my friends might have hired me to sell their house, but I really wouldn't have wanted to sell their house. I didn't have enough experience. So I got all my experience on buyers from New York City. And thankfully, it went really well. And then they started to recommend me. And then, of course, sellers started to call and thus built a team, which I am so fortunate to have. I love my team. Um, we have a full-time team manager and nine producing agents, all female agents. So that's why I'll say the girls or they or whatever. Um, but... Um, we all take ownership of this team. And one of the best tips I ever got early on from a Compass manager was when I was first running the team, I didn't have the confidence to say like the kinds of things I say, like the, you have to say there's an inverse relationship with purchase between purchase price and taxes. I didn't want to tell the girls how to run their business. And this manager one day said like the most basic thing to me is, you know, you built a rock, a rock solid business. And now you're imparting your ways onto them so they can also build rock solid businesses. So they have to parrot you. 
So that was like a, a great tip. And it was sort of the turning point of my team where then I started, we meet every Tuesday anyway. And I started to share, they call them Francieisms. And now they share their Shana-isms or their Kelly-isms, but we all speak the same language. And we are all trusted advisors for life. We stay in touch with our clients forever. We gift every former client um, every March and September, every March and September. And then obviously in between if there's events, but um, we are serial reach out team. Like, so I, I mentioned to you before, we're doing this challenge this summer because I, I feel that, um, you know, it's easy. It's hard to build good habits and it's easy to ruin good habits. So uh, while we all claim to be checking our CRMs every day and, and, and reaching out, I felt like a little challenge in the summer would be helpful. So we're doing, uh, you have to reach out to five clients a day. You have to report it in your Google Drive for the 62 days, July 1 to um, August 31st. And you have to tell the kind of reach out. Um, and our team manager is categorizing it and watching all the stats. And then we're recording the wins. And wins are buyer, new buyer, new seller. And the wins are amazing. It's amazing when you reach out to your sphere or your past clients or vendors you work with and you have coffee with them or text or how how great they feel and how seriously they automatically have a client or a, a future client moving here or selling. So it's been great. I think everybody's enjoying it. But the, I think I mentioned this to you before. The best thing that's come out of it is while we all claim to be checking our CRMs every day and doing this, it's generated a lot of conversations at the team meetings, which it's like, it's hard to come up with five people a day. It's hard to do this. I'm like, mm, if you've been doing this all along and you've never mentioned that it's hard, clearly our habits were weakening. So it's really great. It's forcing the team to run events, you know reach beyond the usual people that they talk to all the time. And it's, it's, it's creating successes. That is really awesome. And it makes sense. Everything you track seems to grow and helps have focus. So what are some of, do you guys use technology and apps to help track and make your business easier? It seems like you're very systematized and organized. Yes. So our team manager, Trevor Goodman, changed our life. He, is, he has a system and process for everything. Every step of the deal is systematized. Every, you know, if, from check sheets for clients to how to get your house photo ready to next steps of the deal on their side to all the systems in the back office. Everything is systematized. He's a huge Trello guy, et cetera. And then the girls who show and sell their systems for, for their piece of it. Um, and we use a lot of apps and we use a lot of technology, but my favorite app, which I can't believe I'm going to share publicly, but is an app called Sly Dial. And, you know, do you ever have that client that just needs so much therapy and you have the same conversation over and over and over again, whether it's what to bid in the bidding war or whatever it is, and you know, you need to have another one, but it's like your fourth in three days and you just can't bear it because you have no additional information to add. So it's going to be the same 30 minute therapy conversation, which are totally necessary. And we do them all the time. We are trusted advisors, but sometimes you just can't do it that day or that you have a time block that you're doing other things. So I use slide dial and it is an app that dials and it goes directly to their voicemail. And a lot of times I'll leave a really long voicemail with the same therapy, but sometimes you just can't afford the time to have the call. And it has been a dream and every agent I've ever shared it with or friend love they they love it because there are just occasions where you just can't afford the time on those calls yeah and it's so funny now that i mean so many of us just don't like having phone conversations or you'll see like memes and i know my friends that i never call because they will never answer the phone and we all text and we all voice text and 
um, send audio messages, but slide dial, that sounds like a really, really good tip to help save your energy. And one of my favorite topics in the real estate world is mental health. And especially because the last few years, we have all had like record sales and it's been super draining trying to get buyers offers approved and you have to like show a million houses and it's definitely not HGTV where you show three pretty houses and your offer gets accepted and 600,000 commission. (laughs) Yeah. It's not this, this ain't HGTV y'all. So I really love to talk about mental health in this space and slide dial just sounds like a way for those of us that are a little more introverted to also protect our energy. Agree. And, and um, you and I have not been doing this that long. And but I do notice that a lot of the, you know, the famous coaches and whatnot around, they're always like, you have to get on the phone. The phone is where they want to hear from you. I disagree. I think we meet people where they're at. And mental health is at an all time low. And I do feel like there are a lot of people that struggled in the last two and a half years. And some of them don't want to hear us calling and saying, how's your summer going? Are the kids enjoying camp? They're having rough days or whatever, wherever they're at. And I've noticed a lot of my reach outs. I think I've done 291 so far since July 1st. They've been by text and I get very nice return. But every once in a while, I'll text one of my clients and then the phone will ring. And it's like, great. They want to talk to me, but I'm meeting them where they are at. I'm opening the door and I'm letting them come in. Vendors, whoever I'm calling, attorneys, everyone's in a different space right now. And it's important to be very sensitive to it. So I sort of disagree with some of those coaching things I hear, you know, on the free coaching around the country, like you have to dial a phone, dial, dial, dial. I'm not so sure everybody wants to talk to us. Yeah, but the people that dial also have success. So that's another really good thing about real estate is whatever resonates with you as the agent, run the business how you want to, and if you make enough phone calls or make enough text messages or send enough mailers or talk to enough people or share enough Instagram posts, whatever it is that you're passionate about, just do it. You don't have to do what anyone else says. But that's my favorite thing about real estate rock stars is every episode is someone who has had success in a completely different way. So you could go back and listen to old episodes, listen to all the new episodes, and you're going to find something that resonates with you that you can implement. Or maybe you just had an idea like about a community event or about um, how to set up a campaign in your CRM, and then you hear someone mention it, and it just gives you the validation and confidence that you needed. So I love that you're talking about slide dial. Is there anything else you guys do that could help us save some time and energy or another fun app that we may not all be using yet? Um, I could save some team leaders some time and energy because I've definitely stumbled in my growth as a team leader and I've made, I failed in every way possible and made every mistake in the book. Um, 
but I'm at I'm at a point where right now I'm you know we're we're um we're successful and we're very thrilled and we're all happy. So all those failures and those um, detours were worthwhile. But a couple of tips I have there are first of all, this is a tip I heard from um, our CEO was um, his life coach was doing this a fireside interview with him and he he mentioned that he didn't want to uh, take on Rob Refkin, our CEO, as a coaching client because he felt that he wasn't coachable, he wasn't moldable. And and one of the tips he gave us was um, when he met Rob, he noticed that he leaned in all the difficult questions. He leaned in and he didn't sit back and fold his arms. He wasn't difficult. He wasn't closed. So he was moldable. And I've applied that to my hiring practices. I can tell within five minutes when an agent walks in, wh whether or not they belong on our team. And before I would leave with my heart and I like them or whatever their story was. And now they're in front of me in five seconds. And I know I'm, I've, I've got an hour wasted because this person doesn't fit us. They're going to be a great agent. They just, they're not a fit for our team. So that was really one great tip I got too late in my career to not have all those failures. And another tip I would give people as if they're trying to grow a team or hire an assistant or hire transaction coordinators, whatever it is, however you define team, none of us do this alone. 80% um, good is good enough. You know, in the beginning, I would be, you know, maybe micromanaging the marketing content, micromanaging how they're handling a deal or how they're interacting. Now, I uh, some brilliant person around the country in real estate once said, go for a week and never only ask questions with your team, never, never answer questions. Now I almost always, my agents call me and they ask me stuff and I say, so how are you thinking of handling it? And 99.999% of the time, what they're doing is perfect. So 80% good. Like if they write the content and it's not perfect or my version of perfect, I don't even change it. Um, you know, they always ask me to tweak things. And 90% of the time I say, oh my God, you did it brilliantly. So, you know, empowering them to own the team or this brand that they're a part of, however you define team is, is so beneficial in the long run. And I just, I guess I didn't realize that as you're building your brand, you're trying to make it so perfect. It took me a long time to realize, you know, once your agents take ownership, they're going to do it to the best of their ability as well. And you got to let them fly. You got to stand in the background. So I checked my ego at the door. It's out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfectionism and micromanaging oh. can definitely add some stagnation in your growth. Absolutely. And you lose like you lose a lot of agents as a result of it. And thankfully I've actually never lost an agent and I I always say to my agents, I know one of you is going to go fly and create your own team or whatever it is and I'll cry and then I will cheer for you in the sandbox every single day because you know we're growing careers for other agents, like if I had had the opportunity to have a colleague to work with or anything, because when I got in the business, no one in Westchester really teamed up. It would have been so, my growth would have happened, it would have accelerated so fast. It took five years or seven years to get to where I got, where they're getting to it in one or two because they have this team of colleagues. Yeah, there's so many varieties of teams and different brokerages that have popped up. Um, allow you to have teams like across the country, across the globe, a lot of different like variations of team. And um, I've had a team and then like dissolved it. And now my team is like my assistant and my transaction coordinator. And that's like less overstimulating to me. Sometimes I just have to take a step back and 
not have people relying on me. So that way I can have a little bit more rest. And so that way I can still focus on all of my transactions because at this point in my career, I am obsessed with my numbers. Like it's okay. I'm not going to like panic if I don't continue to sell 50 houses a year, but I want to do it more efficiently every single time and build more time for myself and my family. But having a team and I couldn't be on a team because I am a leader and I like to be in charge, Mm -hmm. but um, I just love all the different variations of a team. And I think being on your team must really like alleviate a lot of the stress and a lot of the draining aspects of being a new agent. So that I, I totally could have done. And for someone to have told me about the different apps and ways to have an efficient and effective business would have saved a lot of stress and a lot of years of my life, probably. And I also would say like, they give me a life, right? So it's, it's, it's an, it's a balance. Um, First of all, they're running sorts, all sorts of events for the the team and that they can be the leaders If they get to lead in their own business all day, every day, we'll give them tons of leadership opportunities. But at the same time, like I can get away for the weekend. I remember, I'll never forget. My son was graduating from college in a little new England town in New Hampshire. It was like the most gorgeous thing. The whole graduating class walks through the town and they're literally coming to the convocation part or whatever it is, the ceremony. And yeah, you know, my phone rings on a listing. I, I could name the agent. I love him. Great friend at a different brokerage. And I'm like, Dan, my son is literally, but you know, if you don't have a team or you don't have a, you know, a team manager or a, a, a salaried agent or whatever, it's just you and you can't go anywhere and you can't do anything without being interrupted. So, you know, they do, they, they make my life amazing and I am so thrilled. And I know now that I could never do it without them. And I, I don't, um, we talked about this before, but um, another manager at my brokerage told me this, like, they don't care that you walked uphill both ways. They don't care that you, someone called you during your son's graduation from college. They don't want to hear, like my parents used to say, I walked up both hill, walked uphill both ways to school. I didn't want to hear it either. So what I try to do is really just focus on them. And, and they and they love love them to death. They focus on me too. But it's really about growing their careers. And then I get the ben- um, t- Trevor and I, we we benefit from it because they're they're rock stars. And you know, it's it's if I if I, when I was a new agent, if somebody just tapped me on the shoulder when I was a rookie and said, get a CRM day one, oh my God, I, I would probably put that person in my will. Like nobody ever told me that. Nobody ever no I mean you even the mentioning a team when I first started was like, are you kidding? Who would do that? Um, so, you know, if I say, we say to our rookies, like, you know, build your sphere, build your CRM, reach out, time block, don't chase. Like there's a fire in real estate every single solitary day. And they also, most of my, my team has young kids and there's sicknesses and that stuff. So you got to time block some time to focus on your business. We're each running businesses here. And then we're running a big business under, a, a, you know, our brand, but you can't be chasing fires all day and expect to manage your business. You got to put some time aside every day to, to get you know your real business done. So when did you start your team? <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> so um, I guess I started my team when I hired an assistant. Oh, that's my other tip, which you've heard 10,000 times. If you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant. And there's a million ways to calculate your... Um, 
your uh, uh, your hourly rate. And I can calculate it 50,000 different ways because I'm a finance person. I love that stuff. I actually listened to a podcast yesterday about how to calculate your hourly rate. But at some point, you get to a point where you have enough business like you and you're growing your numbers. You need someone sitting in the background doing the paperwork and whatever it is. You, you, we could talk about all the things that they do. If you don't have an assistant, you are the assistant. So at my fifth year, I think I got an assistant. And that's where I went through a lot of hiccups. Um, my One of my assistance is actually a team member now she's an agent she's an amazing agent so like not a hiccup but right so i lost her to that um and i went through a lot of assistance until i got the team manager we have who is absolutely amazing but um but i guess i started my team at five or six years and i'm in my 12th year um and then gradually you know uh in the beginning it was luck the right a client gave me the first stage in and and not and she's amazing and then you know we got her best friend it just grew that way but now I, I can honestly say I probably wouldn't make a mistake in hiring an agent. I now I know how to do it. I've watched enough teams. I've seen it around the country, talked to enough team leaders that I, I'm not going to leave with my heart anymore, which is great. And luckily, made no mistakes leaving with my heart in the beginning. So what mistakes could a team lead make with hiring and leading with their heart? What, I mean, how does... Yes. You interview someone and you just love them and you're excited and you want them to grow and you just feel like you're going to be best friends forever. And then they like, what could go wrong? Well, I think we make friends. We, we befriend people that are similar to us and that, it, that have qualities that we respect. So I like doers. I like leaders. I like people with high energy, but right. If, if, if somebody walks in after this, podcast to interview me interview with me to join the team and they're a true leader and they love being in the limelight and they they think they're going to soar at this career in two years they're not going to fit the culture of my team because i run a team of rock stars who say we all day long all clients on the team are team clients doesn't matter um we we rise and fall together um rising tides rise all raise all ships we um i always say there's it's better to have 10,000 enemies outside the tent than one in the tent. And somebody who you're interviewing who he or she thinks they're the bomb and in two years they've got this, it's an easy thing. They're telling you who they are, which is they'll probably be a great competitor in two years, but they don't really belong on a team. They they need to be you, the team leader. And like you said it, you knew yourself, you know, you need to be the team leader. I probably wouldn't have been that great a team agent either. Look at me. I don't stop talking and I have too much energy, but my girls are all very, they are leaders and they are talkers and they are brilliant. But for some reason, the culture of us came together really well and we all embraced the we. And I, I think some of it had to be me. I had to dump the I, 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 and it's, we are a we all day, every day. And I will, like, I will give them a lot. I'm trying to reduce my production, make sure that their years are very successful um, so that they have enough business and they feel ownership of this team and they feel like they have a career and I will forego income and success to make sure that they do. So and that's, that's a team leader's job in my opinion, which is a humble, nothing opinion. <laughs> well, I like your opinion. Thanks. So tell me more about your market. You said you're not having any sort of downshift or any of those conversations have you had more inventory are your 
numbers changing at all? Or do you think that home values are still increasing at the same rate as they have been? Yeah, so all great questions. So I think our market is just normalizing. So it's like math, right? Um, you know, people are saying, oh, we're down X percent. Well, that's because you're comparing to a year that was unprecedented in 2021 or 2020. So we're just having a normal market. It's a balanced normal market where like a couple houses came on two weeks ago that were turnkey. They had five, six offers and they were sort of at those uh, March to June you know, 2022 prices. So they weren't even like reduced to accommodate the summer shift down, but, and they went and they went wildly over asked, but then other houses are coming on where the agent maybe hasn't priced them to accommodate the new interest rates. And, and the fact that most of our clients don't really look much in the summer and they're sitting. So it's just a normal market. You don't have to sell the houses and selling on the first day or the first weekend. Some are, but most are taking the normal three weeks month to, um, to sell in Westchester, our average days on market during 2020 and 2021 were like ridiculous. It was like six or seven days. And that's, and we have to go into contract, you know, cause we have attorneys and it was ridiculous. You, you, you had to like give your left arm to get the house. Our inventory is still painfully low. Um, and it makes sense because if, even if you were a seller, let's take me as the perfect uh, I, uh, seller, right? I'm an empty nester. My kids are gone. I should be selling my house. Am I doing that in July and August? Do I want to ruin my summer over this? Or I just used my house during COVID for two years. My kids came back because they lived in New York City. They were there. It's, it's, it's normal that our empty nesters aren't rushing out um, because they just use these houses that they raise their families in for the first time in a long time. And also they don't know where to go. And if they were going to Florida or Austin or Nashville or all the places that New Yorkers go, those prices are really high right now. So it's not a huge um, cost of living improvement. So we're just at a you know transitioning point. It'll be fine. Don't you agree? Everything, all these numbers make sense to me. I mean, I do obviously feel the impact of inflation. And when I fill up my gas tank or go buy groceries, it's painful. But I, um, yeah, comparing these numbers today to record high, like you said, unprecedented numbers is sort of misleading because you know, like a lot of mortgage officers, you know, are experiencing layoffs. Well, everybody was refinancing their houses and then they were using that money to buy investment properties. And that is awesome. Like those interest rates were killer and we were having lower interest than inflation. So it made perfect sense. And everyone I know in this industry was working at least, I think, three times more than they actually should have been. And now, yeah, it's like now we're just working twice as much, not three times as much. So there's a downturn in my market. And I do, you know, I'm listening to the news and I work closely with super intelligent investors and I see what they're doing. And Of course, in the back of my mind, I'm a little bit, you know, worried if maybe my predictions are wrong, but I don't think prices are going down, especially in my two markets. We are the lowest cost of living in the state. So if the whole economy just tanks, everyone from 
San Francisco, San Diego, Los Angeles, they're going to migrate to Visalia and Joshua Tree and 29 Palms. They're going to be able to like get jobs remotely, even if they get laid off from their current position. And our average price point is less than 400,000. So I just, we're protected. It's amazing. That's wonderful. And, and, and to add to that, right, if you were speaking to buyers out there in your area right now, you'd say to them, okay, take a look at the 30 year rate, but also look at the five, one, the seven, one, the 10, one arms. They're not terrible. They're actually good. And then refinance in five years when this adjusts itself, you still need shelter lifestyle and proximity to Joshua tree. Like who doesn't want that? So, so we can get a rate that you can sleep nights with and, and you're going to get a, a roof over your head, a place for your family to congregate and, and just a place to go outside and have that beauty with a glass of wine. You know, it's not just, this is not a stock. It's, it's, it's a home. It's a shelter. It's a lifestyle for our investors. They're providing a great rental opportunity for some family or young couple or empty nester or single person to live in. And, I think people need to reimagine what they think about with real estate. It's not just, you know, the numbers. Yeah, for sure. So what else? Um, it just seems like you're so full of knowledge and insight and your team is so blessed to have you. And we're so lucky to have you on real estate Rockstars. So give us some more nuggets. You know, people are out there on the treadmill or, jogging in their neighborhood park or driving to all their showings, listening like you and I do, and just getting started. And some people, I feel like lots of agents right now are concerned about how to pivot in the changing market. And the market is different from city to city and sometimes street to street, neighborhood to neighborhood. So how are you, how would you help agents that are concerned about pivoting yeah i mean especially newer in the business etc be deliberate set us um a schedule for yourself every single day to make sure that if you have a monthly newsletter it's going out on the same day every month or weekly same day every week get the newsletter out religiously so your sphere and your um your recipients can count on it Post to Instagram on a very regular schedule. Your job is to um, just stay top of mind, right? So that's the that's the point of Instagram. Switch off its reels and, and static posts. Whatever you do, wherever, TikTok, Twitter, whatever you do, be very deliberate about it. It's part of your job. You need to stay top of mind. Um, if you do email campaigns, if you do, if, you know, if you're a cold caller, whatever it is, in a, in a time of a slowing market where there's less urgency, the only thing, you can't control the market. The only thing you can do is control your behavior. And if you're going to work every day and showing up and follow up and doing your reaches out, it's going to pay off. I've never, I actually got in the market in 2010. So I joined in a dead market. And then, you know, obviously we've had whatever cycles we've had. Um, I've never experienced like a 2008, but my suspicion based on everything everyone's told me is a lot of agents are going to go find other um, employment. And then those of us who are deliberate and do our job every day, like our newsletter goes out the second Tuesday of every month religiously. Trevor was in Africa, like um, 
the, the other Tuesday, the July, and, and I didn't want to send it because he that's his shop. And you could tell he shook. Like, we're so deliberate about everything. It has to go out on that Tuesday. But, you know, you just show up, follow up every day for your job. And I guarantee you in October and November or whatever it is, you're going to see the fruits of your labor. You can't, sitting home and whining about the market isn't going to bring you any business. And one other thing we talk about a lot, not the team so much because my team, are they're not salesy at all. They're very authentic. They're very much who they are. They're ingrained in the community. Some have kids in the school. Some are big volunteers, whatever it is. Um, but what I say to other agents is, you know, all conversations should involve real estate when you're in the deli or you're the coffee shop or whatever, but have a soundbite that is general and pleasant, not, oh, like we sold 150 houses last year and next this year we're only selling 100. Nobody cares. You know, when I run into people in the deli, oh my God, I just moved your neighbor into your neighborhood. They have two little kids, five and eight. Hopefully you'll see them. You know, just, just be ready to bring it into the conversation, but nobody wants to hear the drama that you didn't sell, you know, 300 houses in one day last year, this year. Based, compared to last year. So, you know, have us have have some pleasant sound bites, be real, be authentic, be deliberate, time block. Um, and it usually turns into a really great successful career. Yeah. And I think a lot of people give up because you don't see the results right away. It's like kind of when you diet, it takes a while for yeah, for everything to catch up. And it's like, forget it. I'm going back to eating donuts. And um, I mean, of this career, it fuels me. I mean, especially, um, you know, the collaborate without ego that our team is really, we, we embrace every day, no matter what brokerage, you know, anybody who knows me calls me across the country, I pick up my phone. And if I don't pick it up, because I'm with the client, I'm going to get back to you, no matter who you whom you work for or what, if you heard me on a podcast or you know something I'm doing, I'm going to share it with you. I'm going to send it right to you. So I love that. And I love that we're entrepreneurs every day and that we can pivot very quickly. We don't have a board of directors and, you know, and it's stock um, uh, uh, shareholders telling us what to do. So, you know, dream big, you have a cute idea and you haven't seen anybody else doing it, do it. But you see someone else doing it in Austin and you're in Westchester, rip off and duplicate too. You know, we're all in different markets and um, it's always evolving. You know, how I bought my house 31, well, actually the house I'm in is 22 years ago is very different than how I'm selling houses right now. And it's it's changing. I got into the market with Zillow, Realtor.com, whatever. And the folks that were doing it for 20 years looked at me like, wait, I'm not going to have a Zillow profile. I'm like, well, how can you not? Right. You know, so evolve. The only constant in life is change. Absolutely. And speaking of things to give, what did you bring for our agent success toolbox? So I, I struggled with that. I did our photo ready sheet, um, which just tells a homeowner, not really an apartment, but a, a house or um, uh, any, anything that's not detached, I guess, um, how to get their house ready for photos. I don't know if you, if agents that are listening to the struggle the way we do, but we are generally a team that stages on our, we have a staging warehouse in my basement and we bring all our own stuff and we very rarely subject our sellers to like the staging companies because they're so expensive and it's a three month minimum. And especially in a market when things move so fast, they're like I'm paying rent for furniture that I didn't need. So we try and stage ourselves, but we go on these pitches all the time and we give a list of things for our clients to do to get it ready. And we send this photo ready checklist and we have, um, 
various outcomes. Sometimes we have, we see the list is on the table and everything is checked off and they've done everything. And, you know, we're there a few hours early, but the we don't even need to be there. The photographer could walk in and we're ready. But on many occasions, they never open the list. We get there and the dirty dishes are still in the sink and whatever. And we're not going to change the world. We're not. But what I feel about this list is I feel better that I sent it. I feel better that we brought it in, in print to the listing pitch and whatever, provided it multiple times after. I feel like we've done our job and they didn't follow it. So we roll up our sleeves, we sweat to death and we wash the dishes and move everything off the counters and do it all. And we do it with a, with a big smile. But um, I think having lists like that for every step of the deal are critical. And I'd share any of them um, because at least you can say to yourself and my team can say to themselves, we did our job. Everything is systematized. It, every listing is, is you know, it's not, um, I noticed when I first got in the business, many agents, it was like every listing they got, it was like their first listing. They didn't really remember how, to, they didn't have checklists for how to do it. So I shared that, but I'm always happy to share anything. Well, thank you so, so much. And thanks for all your tips today and your insight. And of course, people are going to be reaching out to you. So how and where can they find you? Yeah, so uh, we have two Instagram platforms, but I guess I would say at Francie Molina Real Estate. So it's F-R-A-N-C-I-E-M-A-L-I-N-A Real Estate. Um, and then we're at FrancieMolina.com is our website. And um, call, email, text, send smoke signals. Uh, we love to hear from colleagues around the country or around the world. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. This has been so much fun. I agree. I love and, and, and last tip, listen to podcasts. It's like free coaching. Absolutely. And Real Estate Rockstars listeners, we appreciate you and love you. And thank you for hanging on while Aaron is um, prioritizing his family at this time. And um, if you need anything at all, I'm always happy to help and provide any insight or answer any questions, help in any way. I'm on Instagram at Steph Heiser does real estate. And you can call me, text me, send smoke signals, do whatever. I always return my calls and my messages and I multitask way too much. And I'm on my phone way too much, but I love it. And I would love to just help anyone and everyone with everything. And thank you so much, Francie. It was so fun. Have a good day. You too. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. Real estate rock stars. This is Aaron Muchastegui jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents and we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there so go give us a review also be sure to go to hybendigital.com if you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free 
every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there, too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.